everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I'm Jared, and with me, as always, is the sultry, the handsome, the dignified. <laughs> Go on. Dan. Dan. What's up, Dan? What's up? What's up? So we watched a movie called Claire Voyant. Yes. And that's Claire as in the name Claire and then Voyant, right? Yes. Or Because this isn't how you spell Claire Voyant. No, I don't know. There's I'm not a, no E in it. I'm not a wordsmith. I am a wordsmith, and I'm like, oh, that's a clever title. I like it. Okay. (laughs) So Jeff Hare sent this to us. Who is Jeff Hare? Because he is not in the credits. I want to know who sent this title to us. So he is promoting this film to us. Oh. So he's he's not a part of this film. I believe he sent us another film, though. You know, I want more credits to go to promoters because they do i mean the filmmakers do great work but there's a lot more legwork that goes into promoting your movie and you know jeff jeff is one of the many many people who are good at it (laughs) giving it to somebody like us who that's right are not professional we do this for fun (laughs) don't tell anybody though do do not tell anybody that no so jeff Hare had sent us alex october and he had worked on that film oh okay okay for some reason, he liked that. We, <laughs> what we said before, he's like, I want you to keep saying things and you do know what? I'll take more. it. And I'm like, whoa, Jeff, all right, keep all right, buddy. Films. You might be, you might be a new funnel for us. Oh, Dan loves funnels. So clairvoyant, if you must know, Jared. Yes. Is a mockumentary. I'm going to say that first. Oh, is it? Huh. (laughs) Who would have fucking thought? So, Clairvoyant is a mockumentary about this girl named Claire who goes to a yoga class one day and decides that what the yogi says is, like, super spiritual. And she wants to make a documentary about this Mm -hmm. spiritual journey that she has been called to do because she went to a yoga class. Like, yeah, a Voga class. A Voga no, class. you got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so she's like a rich, White spoiled girl. brat. Yes. Yeah, and she's just so in her own head, and she's really weird and just very. She flips very hard. Like she doesn't know who she is, and and mm-hmm. anything that she comes into contact with, she immediately glops onto, and she's like, "I'm that thing now." So she is like a caricature. She is silly. And it, well, uh, let's get into this first question. Did you think this was funny? Oh, absolutely. There was so many Mm. times that I laughed at this film because the beats in it are fantastic. The situations that they make her go into, even though it's super cringy, it's like, it's cringy in a, in a good way. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you feel bad for her because of how ignorant she is. Yeah. It's really good but if you think about it her going through this journey because she's been isolated in her little rich bubble and she even says like she doesn't go out really and like talk with other people a lot and it's she doesn't really have any friends yeah and her parents take care of her so she lives in this amazing apartment with her own elevator private elevator like all this shit penthouse and uh doing this documentary and hanging out with the documentarian and meeting all these people, she's like learning all this stuff she probably should have fucking known by now. And <laughs> even though she's like really embarrassing herself, she's 
growing. She's like on a crash course of growing, tremendously they growing. They bring that up in the document or the mockumentary. Yes. They bring it up like the filmmaker's like, oh, I don't want you to embarrass yourself. And she's like, What are you talking about? It's like, Oh my yeah. God. He's like, I know I'm not supposed to interfere, but you've already embarrassed yourself like three times. So I would really not, I, I feel bad at this point. Like, gotta stop i'm reviewing it already but that even adds more character that your yes. cinematographer is is telling you that you're fucking stupid <laughs> yeah because the fake documentary theme is spirituality yes. right but the real theme is her and the human condition yes yes and working through depression and finding your place in the yeah. world you know all that all that normal stuff all the things that everyone deals with, which kind of coincides with spirituality yeah. and what that is to people. And, like, because the synopsis brings up the idea of theology, and they only talk about theology, like, once, really. And I, I was I was hoping it was going to go a little bit more into that, but that was just my hope. Because whenever I yeah. say theology, it's like, oh, are we going to critique this? But it was more about her as a character and how she represents... A big populace of people who really have no idea what they talk about. Yeah. They just kind of cling yeah. to an ideal that they have. An ideology piques their interest and they're like, oh, I want to be all about that. Without mm -hmm. knowing what the ideology is in the depths of it. Or when somebody dedicates their entire life to something, you know, similar to a lot of the things that she's yes. talking about. Which... For a lot of people, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm super into yoga. Or maybe you are, you become really spiritual and it, it works out for you. But there's so many scams and con artists and people looking to take advantage of people who are sad and lonely and mm -hmm. depressed and they just want to find meaning in their life. And then you join a cult on accident. Or then, you know, like all these things that people will try to take advantage of you for. And I really like the message of this movie so of trying... Like, finding those answers within yourself, like, that's really resonating. That, that brings me to my question is, okay, sure. so we have a bunch of testimonies from people that she interviews and, like, the the talking heads of this mockumentary. Uh -huh. Did it, like, how did you like them? Was there any talking head that she interviewed that you did not appreciate or didn't work with the film, in your opinion? No, I thought they were all really good. I would say the thing that, like, probably didn't work for me in this film is... There's some spots where I thought the pacing could have been sped up a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was uh, some scenes where she was in the woods oh. where I felt like See. we could have sped that up a little bit. Or or maybe some of the, because like we were, I think, I forget what we were talking about this off mic, but in the beginning, she she's trying to find spirituality and she's trying to find somebody who's Indian, but she confuses that with Native American and then oh. she confuses Dude, we're like spoiling Buddhism with... <laughs> Well, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. But she keeps confusing all these different cultures, and I feel like that could have been sped well, up a little quicker. I, no, see, no, that was there to to highlight the ignorance. So the big part where you realize that this is a mockumentary and a documentary because it it starts like a typical documentary, like this this ignorant person, this this earnest person wants to go out and make a documentary because she discovers spirituality, and yeah. she's like, it starts with you know, India, because that's where yoga comes from. So she goes to an Indian mm -hmm. museum and the Indian museum that she goes to is not Indian. It's native American. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Just to clarify, we'll, we'll get more into that soon, but like, that's as soon as you see that you're like, Oh, and you cringe. You're like, Oh, I get it. This is, this is going to be silly. Yeah. And it's, 
it's very obvious from the get go that she's doing the religion. She doesn't really care what the spirituality is as long as it makes her happy because she's so depressed. Yes. That's like the big thing. Now, like, Jared, I just want to be happy all the time. My, and what you can't says. fucking, you can't achieve that. It's not possible. You can't achieve that. Guys, not possible. this is Dan saying that <laughs> you can be happy sometimes, but yeah. if you're happy all the time, you're distorting the world. Well, it defeats the purpose. <laughs> it, it takes away the power of being happy. Yeah. If you're happy all the time, can you even be enjoying it when you are happy? Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, like you need to have um, the dark to see the light. But actually, I do have the secret of being happy all the time, Dan. Do you want to hear yes, it? Yes, please. Indie Film Review at Patreon.com. Thank you. If you want to give us $5. <laughs> okay, so um, I have another question. This is my final question. You can ask me a question after this. Jared, how did you like the cinematography of oh, this film? Oh, the cinematography. I thought this film... I, I know I was complaining about editing earlier, but I think this film was put together very well. Um, it does have that like mockumentary, like shaky cam stuff. So there are some times where it 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 did kind of like get in the way of me enjoying the. F I know that's not technically cinematography, but um, like when when no, the shaky film would cam be is like definitely cinematography. Okay, okay. When it would like autofocus or when. Um, you know, the cameraman, like I, I get like intentionally moving the camera around, but I feel like in this, sometimes it, it was just kind of lazy camera work and they're like, well, it is a mockumentary, so we'll just leave it well, in. Well, to me, so I wish it was tightened up a little bit because I was getting a little queasy at times. To me that, that what you're describing is just part of the experience of, you know, just amateur filmmaking. Yes. Now, the cinematography, like, there are some frames in this that are absolutely incredible. Like, I have never seen frames like this in a mockumentary. Like, the whole purpose of this is just to be silly, but there's mm -hmm. these amazing, like, mirror shots. I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> you're doing you're doing some crazy work here. And my, okay, I don't know if it was done on purpose, but if it was, stroke a genius. There's this one scene where... They just are like, white balance? What's that? And they throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're and right. they make her blend into the goddamn background. Oh, and she's like, is that what so... she's, she's saying that the guy's meditating? Yeah, she's, she's like, hey, so hyper white. And I'm like, are they just trying to caricature her whiteness and how like ignorant that, that whiteness is? I'm like, ooh, that's a really interesting... Because it only happens like twice. I'm like, ooh, that's that's a really I interesting. It was critique. almost like she was an angel, or she was like. No, I I think they were trying to highlight how like you know she's definitely a white spoiled girl. Like let's just character let's caricature the idea of whiteness. Oh yeah, I, Dan. I, I well, like I disagree. My name's IMDb reviewer, and I'm gonna give it a zero star review. Here I go. Okay, so <laughs> before we get into spoilers, um, I wanted to. Just briefly touch on the amount of people. So it looks like this movie got pretty good traffic and a lot of reviews, which is cool. That's yeah. awesome. And and the reviews fluctuate from people who understood that this was a mockumentary and then people who uh, did not understand that this they thought it was a real documentary. Silly or people they were butthurt that they that this they, film they makes were fun tricked. of spirituality. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> wait a minute. 
So it's, I'm not going to read them. I don't know. It doesn't but... necessarily make fun of spirituality though. It's like, if you get offended because they're talking about spirituality, you're obviously, you, you missed the point of this documentary or this mockumentary. There's so many people missing the point that it, it gives me great joy <laughs> and it's fine. Like if you're like, Hey, I watched this movie and I didn't enjoy it. That's fine. But if you're like, Hey, I watched this movie and I didn't like how this spoiled rich girl was able to make her own documentary and like, who cares about her? She's so vapid. Why, why was this even made? You're like, you fucking dummy. You're big dumb dumb. You're as dumb as the dumb character in this movie. <laughs> you fucking idiot. And I'm going to set out to prove the <laughs> it point. It makes me laugh so much. I'm going to set out to prove the point that Jared is just as much of a dummy because he did oh. not appreciate the scene where she, she goes into the woods. Oh, you're right. All right, let's go into it. Spoilers. You can watch this on Mamazon Prime. Uh, you can also watch it on Vimeo. I believe it's called Vimeo. Yeah, there was no pro password protection, but That's watch right. it on Prime. Prime. Watch it on your TV. It was it, if you yeah, like documentaries, yeah. hell yes, worth the watch. It was super and, fun. And when you look it up, it's it's C L A I R E Voyant, clairvoyant, spelled like that. So don't get confused, Dan. Uh, let's talk about that goddamn forest okay. scene. The, so, the most contentious scene in the film. <laughs> she, she goes, I, I don't know who this person she goes to. Like somebody that like, can Some you tell me? spiritual grifter guru. Yeah. Like, like she's totally a scammer. Like she is not yeah. what she claims to be. And she says that you need to go to this certain place in California. Off like, the highway. Off the highway. And go find the stream or find the creek and then follow the creek to its origin and then you'll find enlightenment. And oh my god. They spend so much time so in this scene. Long. And I get it. I get why you're impatient with it and I get why you didn't like it and you wanted it to end. But like to me that added to the 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 weight of how stupid this girl is like well, not yes. stupid but like just completely ignorant she's like no 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 I, i'm gonna find it we have to find it and like she kept like so the the filmmaker keeps badgering her she's like he says like three times oh we've been we've been at this for a while Are you and she interrupts him immediately mm -hmm. and it's like no we have to find it so <laughs> what that told me was this character is desperate and this filmmaker is kind of along for the ride, even though he mm -hmm. didn't necessarily want to be along for this ride. So yeah. it kind of, it points to her being desperate, but it also points to him being this impatient person. It's like, you know, I, well, he's the, the very, art that I'm the trying The cameraman's to... very caring because he could have well, been yeah. a lot meaner and a lot more straightforward with what he was saying. Like, hey, this is a scam. Let's get out of here. Like, he could have, but he no wanted to observe. Here. And yes. it, I, I, I don't know. Something about the impatience of wanting to observe this girl on her journey just it, it made mm -hmm. the documentary or the mockumentary, it, it made the film more interesting to me. Well, here's what I'll say. I think this scene is pivotal. It is. Yes. Because it really does start to break down her thought process yes. of why she's doing this. And she actually does start growing a little bit there, just even going through that experience. But what I'll say is going up and down the river, like this is where the camera work was the shakiest and the yeah. hardest to watch yeah. because they're literally in a creek 
They're like at the river bouncing around on rocks and stuff. And I know it would be very difficult for them to get, you know, like uh, steady shots. Unless there. you use a gimbal bro. Gimbal bro. I love gimbal bro. Have you ever seen gimbal bro too? <laughs> if you're going to do the shaky cam to mimic a film like that, there's ways to do it to where it's still pleasant. Like in a film, like a, a Mark Duplass yeah, film, right? No, I get that. I get that. I, I, I see like that they, argument. They emulate that, but you never really think about the camera too much, even though you know it's kind of like, oh, this is the way this film is supposed to be. Or... I see that argument, but it really, again, kind of points out the the amateur aesthetic, where it's like, you know, this girl hired the cameraman to film her spiritual journey, and she is just as amateur as the yeah. camera movement. And I think that's really yeah, yeah, what yeah. is being told through this, this cinematography. This skinema. Anyways, let's get into the main character. Because she carries this film. She is... She's wonderful. The lifeblood. Of, like, without her, the film doesn't work. Who and is And that's Michaela that Whitman as Claire. Isn't she the... Yeah, she's the... One of the directors, one of the writers as well. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. She, it, wow. It was, it was Arthur, yeah, you're Arthur, right. Arthur De La Roca and Michaela Whitman. They directed and wrote this. So I'm assuming Arthur is the guy who behind the camera. So Well, it makes sense that she has so much, much control because yeah. there's so much like ad-libbing in this film. Mm-hmm. And the and ad-libbing she works. fucking kills yes. it. But yeah, go ahead. The fact that she wrote and directed this proves that she is not as, you know, buffoonish as she seems to be. So it's like she put a lot of effort into this character and marrying this character to her psyche, which is incredible because... Mm-hmm. It's hard to be this ignorant. Like, if, if you are a smart person, like, whenever you gain your own enlightenment, and it's like, oh, this is how the world works, you start uh, to, like, look at everything, like, why haven't you figured it out yet? So, yeah. Michaela has gone, like, she's regressed to this character mm-hmm. of Claire. And I, it's it's so charming. It's, uh, Do you because, think maybe she's building off of... Her own personality to make this, and oh, just like making like an extreme characterization and of making course, fun yes. of it, and um, that's very interesting. It is, but like, she just she, all she did was like she 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 took the curiosity and then hyped up the ignorance to like two hundred percent. Oh yeah, I mean just. A fucking killer job. There, so let's just talk about a couple scenes real quick. So there's a scene where she is saying like, oh, we're going to go meet my friend Stream. Or I forget the name of the character. I think Stream is right. Character. And she's like, she's one of my yoga friends. She's kind of smelly and awkward and annoying. And you're probably not going to like her, but let's just give her a chance because she's very spiritual. And she's one of the only people that like talk to me after doing yoga class. So... So she's playing it up like, oh, she's so great, but in this person's like, we should pity her. And then we're going down the elevator, and she starts talking about her more and more, and she's, you can kind of see she's getting more and more excited to see her friend. Mm-hmm. And then she gets one text. She looks at it, puts the phone away, and she goes, oh, actually, I forgot something. Let's go do something else. <laughs> and then you find out later that the person she was shit-talking, but yet so excited to see, has canceled on her. And it is this... It, it like... 
sums up the film so much mm -hmm. of like her worldview and how she thinks about other people and, and who she wants to be versus like who she is. And it's like, it's so sad. It just, oh, there's so many like heartbreaking scenes in this. And um, I guess my thing to you, Dan, is so sympathizing with like a young spoiled rich girl i think was hard for some people yes it, it's like kind of testing a, a lot of boundaries in that way because it's like well why why should i have sympathy for this you know type of person um well how do you feel about it i guess as well so, I, I don't know it's, it's it's very difficult for me to assess it because i approach every film objectively yeah what am i gonna get oh, into wow here? what a novel idea right exactly <laughs> like don't feel for the characters immediately don't think things are you know what you think but it's hard to separate your emotions and how you feel it is, well, from no. like what you are seeing most people can't do that but there's a simple and they probably step. shouldn't have to there's a Wait, sure yeah there there's a simple step though it's like approach objectively and then insert your feelings yeah like figure out what you're about to get into and then you're like okay i i see what i'm about to watch let me emote the way i need to emote and that's why i like that's why I like this film because she mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. such a buffoon. Like, yeah. Again, she's a caricature of this spoiled white girl that <laughs> does yoga and that thinks there are that so many of. There's just there's so many people like this out there right now joining cults or like getting scammed. You know, <laughs> there's so many of them. I think it's a triumph that this film can take a character that is on paper so unlikable and make me like her. One of my favorite scenes is whenever she goes to the psychic and the yeah. psychic feels bad about scamming her. Yeah. She's like, dude, because she goes to the psychic. She's like, so how do I talk to dead people? And the psychic's like, do you know anybody who's dead? And she's like, no, I just want to talk to dead people. And she, the psychic, you can immediately read it in her so, face. You're like, Oh, everyone's so embarrassed. You're like, what are we uh, doing here? <laughs> I don't want to, I mean, you're willing, you're willingly taking, you're spending your money on me, but I feel bad because you have no idea how this works. So what she does mm. is she does a crystal reading. <laughs> oh, the, the pendulum, the pendulum reading. reading. That was really cool. I've never seen that before. But. That was neat. What, what, what was funny about the pendulum reading is so like pendulum reading is it's, it's the, idi uh, the idiomotor effect similar to a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Right. And. Claire purposefully, like twice, makes it move, yeah. and she's like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> this really, she's like, "I'm not, I'm not." <laughs> but like, you can see her hand move. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is she she probably learns the most from doing that yes. out of a lot of the other things she tries. She says the ghost person is like, "You're really communing and talking with yourself and your subconscious exactly. right now by doing this." And like and that, that I, was that was that person's redeeming quality. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna give you some advice because you're paying me, but I'm not gonna rip you off like a lot of people will. Mm -hmm. And I, I think so. Here's my opinion on on the psychic thing, just to talk about it, because uh, we're we're kind of shitting on a lot of this, a lot of these idea ideas. Um, I I think that. The psychic stuff is, it can be good for people because it can be like a form of therapy. Yeah. Uh, so in that way, I think it's great. I just don't like it when people take advantage of exactly. others. And that's what made this. Using, yeah, where it's like, oh, now I'm going to just bilk you for all this money. Where I like, if, if people, if psychics treated it more like a therapy, like we're going to do a session 
30 minutes or an hour what, like she did. Yeah, what she did. And like, and then I'm going to charge you, and then you're going to get whatever you get out of it. I'm trying to help you We're through this through this spiritual lens, right? Which is... But there's, there's, yeah, there's others where it's like, hey, call me now, like Miss Cleo shit, right? Where you, you call up and it's, uh, now your money's gone. Exactly. Like, now that you're saying that out loud, it makes me realize, like, how often do you see that portrayed in film because you always see caricatures of mediums and psychics yes. and yeah. like what they do to scam people and how bad they mm-hmm. are and like they are never portrayed in a in a positive light and this this girl again she felt bad because of how buffoonish this girl was yeah and a lot of these characters aren't portrayed as silly or stupid there's the one con artist lady she's really she's kind of silly yeah and then there's uh the drug dealer guy who is just a cartoon? That guy is the Bob Ross guy. He's well, okay, so, so scary. there's three cartoon characters. <laughs> Weird. The Bob Ross guy. We'll we'll get to him. I wanted to end with him because that's the end of the movie. Anyway, there's we should get th- to it next. Then yeah. So th- well, after what I'm about to say. So there's three. Sure. Ca- there's three cartoon characters. There's the the yeah. scammer lady. There's the Bob Ross guy, and the one I want to talk about is the professor? Question mark. She goes to see that talks about stardust. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. dude. <laughs> That was so stupid. We're all just stardust. No, no, we don't exist. And then she's like, nobody. Exists. She she starts to realize what he's talking about, and then he's like, yeah, right. It's like no. Oh. <laughs> woof, woof. Yeah. Um. And then she goes to another professor. Like one professor says something that's to like go- really happy, and then she goes to the other one, and it's like really, really sad and depressing. Yeah. And she gets all. Her outfit at the end with the gold Dude, and yes. the wonderful. It's and you okay, know she owns so, that in real life. So before we get into the drugs, before we talk about the, the last it's, part, it's too fun. There's it's this, too fun. There's this really awesome scene because it it adds the drama to this comedy, where you finally realize the real like the the realism of the situation is when she talks to her mom. That was a tough scene to get through because it's like, yeah. oh no. Honey, your mom's well, trying to help you the best she can, and you're just so. Because <laughs> what it is, far is gone. she keeps blocking her mom's support and love because mm-hmm. she's afraid of rejection, right? Yeah. Or and she also doesn't believe in what she's doing, so she's confused when other people are supporting and believing what she's trying to yeah. do. And that stems from her dad being a piece of shit mm-hmm. who just is completely ignoring her and her grandmother passing away recently, right? Yes. So, like, all of these things are compounding and compounding. And the isolation she's had whenever she was in school of people thinking she's a weirdo and making fun of her. And that's why she doesn't want to go to college. And that's why she doesn't want to continue that higher education because she's it's just all fear. Everything's fear-based. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, – oof, it was tough. That was a tough scene. Um, so emotionally, the last scene we want to talk about, <laughs> she's feeling down in the dumps because she goes to that professor and the professor literally at one point she's sitting on a toilet. Yeah, but yeah go ahead. <laughs> well, the professor freaks her out. She's really sad and she's she almost wants to quit. So the cameraman's like, you know, I have a way that you can reach in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through drugs. And they they blur out the word, but I think it was ecstasy. Oh, okay. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, I know a guy, and we'll we'll get you hooked up really quick." So they call this Bob Ross looking dude, and Jesus this, Christ, this dude like he's like, "Look at this multicolored paper. I'm going to dissolve this multicolored paper into water, and you're going to drink the whole thing." And she gets high as fuck. 
And she, because this is this guy's way of reaching, quote, spirituality. And she mm-hmm. goes on her own, like, peyote trip, basically. In the coolest set. Where yes. is this? I have no Every idea. Every room Some, is an art piece, yeah, basically. It's, it's the best way I can describe it. And I'm like, did they make this for the film, or was this a real place? Like, it was probably so both. Fucking cool. Probably both. Like, they definitely mise en scène here is is the king. But and like, then it, one of my favorite we, parts of it is like she, she runs away, and the cameraman's trying to find her, and he finds her underneath a pile of like dirty clothes. No, it was so it was pillows shaped pillows. like human naked people. Yeah. Okay. And and there, <laughs> she explodes out of it. She's like, ah! <laughs> but that montage of her being just out of her mind was wonderful. Absolutely, was so good. That that's where I like a lot of really it. cool cinematography comes in. Like, um, if you go yeah. to the IMDb page, you can see one like the 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 official trailer um, thumbnail is this amazing reflection of her like just tripping balls on the floor (laughs) (laughs) and i love how after that scene finally ends because she gets arrested for running naked in the street after that that's the climax of the film um it cuts to her being like and that's how it felt like when i was really messed up on drugs she's like we did a lot of editing yeah 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 i love how she they justify all the camera tricks in the editing as like i wanted to make it feel like and it's funny because at the end when she's talking to you into the camera, if it just feels like her, it feels like the actual actor is yeah. talking to you, yeah, not the, and not the, the character. character that she's yeah. been playing. Um, and and she's just like, well, you know, I just have to find the answers myself, and I need to treat people better. And she's like, whatever your answer is, it's going to be different for everyone. And I, I thought it was so genuine, and I love that anti-climax. Like she mm-hmm. never finds enlightenment. You know, it's it's because awesome. you're not supposed to. Like that's movie, honestly. Yeah. That is the human condition. Snake oil, if you think that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exist. To to me, at least, the human condition is you're you're in pursuit of happiness. You're Mm. not attaining it. You're pursuing it. And, like, what happens along the way, that's what life is. Yeah. And that's your favorite film, The Pursuit of Happiness, right, Dan? No. Oh. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Dan, let's do plugs. Let's get the fuck Guys, out of here. you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, $1 tier, two, $3 tier, and $5 tier. That $5 tier is made for you, the filmmaker. Because Hell yeah. our waiting list for films, because we have a lot of filmmaker submissions, is about six to seven months. It's getting bigger, so I have to include God. that seven in there. Um, if God. you are a filmmaker and you want it reviewed faster because of a press embargo, go to our Patreon, sign up for the $5, just let it go through once, cancel the subscription. We just need the $5 donation. We will put you on a shorter list that takes about two to four weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we really appreciate you if you do that. That's that's like super fucking cool of you. And you know what? You could also go check out the Necropoticon.com. You can come hang out with us on the Discord. If you go to the website, there's a big button where you can click to join the Discord for free. And um, right now, Fate of Eisen, the like show finale, like the big campaign arc is about to end. It probably is going to be over by the time this is published. 
But I encourage everyone to, I mean, if you haven't watched that show, just to fuck, even starting from the beginning and catching, like doing the whole thing is amazing. The show is fantastic. Um, I believe the show is going to keep going, but Brad, the creator, is going to be retiring from doing the show. and He's going to pass the reins on to Where is some other people. Um, I think he's going to heaven with Jesus. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I think he's he's just a family man. You know, he's he's yeah. got a whole life. He's like, I can't do this anymore. But he created this whole world, this whole game, and he's got he's got D twelve Go that he made. Uh, this is basically just turned out a promotion for Brad. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's a very creative, awesome person. He's fantastic. Uh, maybe he'll keep doing the show, but I don't think he's going to be DMing the show. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's super cool. Go fucking check it out. Fate of Eisen. It's the best. It's fucking rad. I need to catch up. I think I'm like uh, eight episodes behind. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Anyways. watch them. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. That's plugs. Dan, you got the final word. Go to the creek. Go to the creek. <laughs> no. And go upstream. Go upstream <laughs> and shake no. your camera. Shake your camera and piss Jared off. Do it. God damn it. it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Empires, demons, apples, mice, gnomes, barbarians, saxophones, dice. Fate of Ison is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from New Zealand. The players are comedians, and the dungeon master is very, very patient. Check out fateofison.com to discover fan art, cast profiles, and a whole new world of adventure. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.